0: Welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now, from the Cloudcast studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello, and welcome to Cloudcast Basics, Season 1, Episode 3. This is your co host, Aaron Delp, and with me is Brian Gracely.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And today, we're going to talk about the networking portion of cloud. Um, Brian, uh, there's a bit of an alphabet soup uh, when it comes to talking about cloud. Lots and lots of networking terms because it's not just networking. So why don't you kick us off?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so storage was sort of your, you know, your core background. Networking is, is more my core background. Um, I will say this, uh, you know, most people understand um, Compute and storage in that everybody's got a laptop and you can sort of understand the concept of this is the CPU and this is the this is the disk and this is where my application runs and it gets data. Networking is typically the thing that people are like, I know that I connect to it and I'm mad when it doesn't work. And and part of the reason for that is there are a lot, a lot of moving pieces. So I, I don't want to overwhelm people, but I'm gonna kind of walk through just just some of the concepts that exist. In networking and and sort of some of the nuances as, as how they apply to the cloud. So the first concept that you're going to have is, I would like connectivity, right? Just like everybody wants to connect to the internet, the cloud provides a certain level of connectivity. And, and there are aspects, um, you know, some some technical aspects that go with that. The next thing the cloud does is the cloud says, well, you have a certain number of, of assets that are yours for your company or your personal project. And we'd like to sort of logically group those together. And we're going to call those a virtual private cloud. And in some cases, they'll be called a, a virtual net or a VPC. But basically, they are, here's your assets sort of securely grouped together um, so that you know, nobody else can talk to them unless you want to allow them to be talked to. So that's the second concept. The third concept that cloud provides, and this is a service that's been around forever, is called DNS, or Domain Name Service. This is the thing that when you type something in your browser like www.reddit.com, it translates it to the IP addresses of the servers and the storage that you have to get to. So DNS is kind of a core service, and the cloud provides that for your applications. The next thing the cloud does that was sort of unique um, is... It not only provides load balancing, which means if you have one application that has to run on lots of servers um, and you want the traffic to kind of go to all of them in some interesting fashion, it provides load balancing. The thing the cloud did that was really unique at a networking level was it said, let me create an idea of auto-scaling. And auto-scaling was this idea that sometimes you're going to need to uh, ramp up how much compute and storage capacity you have, mostly compute capacity. Because you have load, maybe it's a you know Black Friday event or you're having a sale or something happens. But then you'd also like to scale it back down to a small number because you don't need as much all the time. And so they created a concept of what they call auto-scaling and auto-scaling groups. That was a pretty unique concept in the in the public cloud. And then a few of the other things that they have that, again, are very unique – Um, they have a concept called a CDN or a content delivery network. So the best way to think about this is, uh, you know, almost everybody on the planet now has a a, a Netflix account or some sort of streaming account. Um, They don't, you know, everybody doesn't watch a movie being streamed from Los Angeles. They're going to, you know, see it. It's going to be streamed to them from someplace that's somewhat local to them so that the response time is fast. That's called a content delivery network. What that means is, Um, I'm able to take my content like a video, spread it out all over the world, and it's going to be streamed to you from the most local place, the closest place possible. A couple of other things that are worth understanding. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Real quick.
0: And to add to that, I think the concept of Netflix really pulls together – almost everything you just talked about right yep. so if you go to netflix.com you're doing dns right um and at the time we we're recording this the the big show is bridgerton right uh, sure. you know my wife and uh, and my daughters and i think everyone is watching bridgerton right now and so because of that they need load balancing they need auto scaling they need cdn like you said to kind of cache everything all over the world so uh, you know the Netflix and the ups and downs of Netflix is a very good example of exactly a lot of this networking in action and being able to deliver that to just about any device on the planet
1: right right yeah and 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 the the, the important thing of this, and it goes to these same principles we talked about with compute and storage, you know being able to to scale those things, being able to plan for all that stuff in advance used to be really complicated. You had to outlay a whole lot of money up front. You had to have people constantly installing equipment or uninstalling equipment, setting it up, making sure that it worked. The cloud now just makes it a click away or an API call away. And so, you know, the cloud now takes care of all of your capacity planning, all of your capital expenditure planning. You just use it as you need to. And again, whether you're Netflix or you're a bank or you're somebody else, you know, being able to scale the network up and down is is incredibly important, so I'll kind of stop there. We, we could have gone into lots and lots of more details about all the different things the cloud does. but Aaron, why don't you give folks just kind of the basic you know we talked about how computes allocated, storage allocated, how is networking allocated? What are some of the basic building blocks that uh, people have to think about?
0: Yeah. And just like, you know, we did in previous episodes, I'll compare and contrast here the way we used to do it versus the way it is done in the cloud. The the way we used to do things was you would buy um, network switches and you would buy routers and you would install them in your data center and you would have a dedicated person or staff. That manage the network. Um, and uh, back in my data center operations day, you know, we used to always running running joke too. Most IP addresses seem to be run out of spreadsheets. Right, of people would go to the network of a person. I need an IP address. They would go into the spreadsheet, assign you a couple, and. It just became a mess over time, and then you had um, dynamic kind of delivery and assignment of those IP addresses as well, and and you would have to figure out bandwidth of how much bandwidth do you have coming into a building, how much bandwidth do you have going out of a building, how much bandwidth between floors. Um, it became pretty complex uh, to do, you know, to handle all of this traffic and make sure all of the data was transferred where it needed to go. In a cloud setting, um, it is both much easier and complex all at the same time. Um, The reason why I say that is everything we just talked about transfers over. There's still IP addresses in the cloud, but you have the concept of private IP addresses, meaning they are only used in your group and not available to the world. And then you have public, IP addresses. And so those are the ones if you want to stand up a web server as a you know very basic uh, for instance, the public IP address is is where everyone will go to see your web server. Now there's lots of things to consider in all of that because you how much traffic is it going to be? Are if you're hosting I'll use the web server example again. If you're hosting something that is very simple, very static, not a lot of traffic going back and forth. If you're hosting videos or high definition or even 4K videos, lots and lots of traffic going back and forth. So there is a certain amount of planning and allocation that has to happen as well, and so Brian, let's kind of jump from there into the responsibilities of all of this. You know, as we've talked about, there's a certain amount of responsibilities that are the provider, and certain responsibilities that are the customer. Why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, and before I jump into that, I you know sometimes you, you get that feeling like, boy, I bet people are listening to this, and they may just be a, a little overwhelmed because they go. Do I have to know all this stuff like well, you know I, I I'm the application person or maybe I'm just the security person, like do I have to know all this? Our guidance is basically if it's not your job, no, you don't necessarily have to know about it, but it's it's kind of good to understand it right It's good to have these fundamentals, so let's talk about this in the concept of again this shared responsibility model between you and your relationship with the cloud provider. For the most part, the cloud provider is gonna ensure that um, all of the network resources are there for you. So the ability to be connected, the ability to get the right kind of addresses, the ability to um, isolate your your applications and and your traffic and so forth. But it's your responsibility to sort of tell the cloud provider, how do you wanna do that? How do you you wanna group your applications? How do you need to set up um, you know, who's allowed in, who's allowed out from a, a traffic perspective or a security perspective? And so the way to think about it is they're really providing the infrastructure for you from a networking perspective, and you're kind of providing the details. You're explaining to them what you want to happen. Um, you know, and a great example of this is uh, you know, when you have one of these private networks or you know private uh, environment, you know they provide these by default they say look we've got a whole concept of how to lock these things down but you need to tell me who gets a key who's allowed in who's not allowed in maybe what you know what criteria they need to be using maybe it's only a certain application maybe they're coming from a certain region of the world so that's typically that they're going to provide you a very highly available network uh, they're going to be able to provide you some options as to how fast the network should operate for your applications but you really need to tell them okay what am i trying to do what's what do i want the inputs to be what do i want the outputs to be how secure do i want it how fast do i want it how do I want it to grow up and down? And then they take care of those things for you. And again, to put this into context, you know, a lot of times this used to be things that would take weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks to be able to pass through the networking team, pass through the network review board and all these things. And again, because it's cloud computing, it's now, you know, a few clicks and a few API calls to make all this stuff work. Aaron, I, you know, we come back to these questions a lot, like why are there so many variations on all this stuff? You know, why, why do I have to have, you know, different kind of networking, you know, private networking, public networking, load balancers, auto scaling. Like, is there a reason there's just so much networking stuff? There is. And,
0: and it goes to this concept that we introduced earlier, which is, this is the third fundamental piece in a stack, right? Uh, compute, storage and networking, and you need to match them to each other. And it is, don't get me wrong. It's, it's possible to create a mismatch, but what you want to do is if you're storing a lot of data and that data needs to be performant, well, you need high speed interconnects between everything to make sure you're not creating a bottleneck. Um, Uh, Once upon a time, I actually did uh, benchmark testing uh, at IBM. Um, And we had a very simple principle there is there's always a bottleneck in the system. And benchmark testing is nothing more than removing that bottleneck so that you have as high of a performance system as possible. And you want to make sure networking is not your bottleneck. If you're Uh, If you buy a high-performance compute and you buy high-performance storage, you want to match it with high-performance networking. And so the connectivity is extremely important. And you want to also make sure um, everything scales up and scales down properly as well. And then there's many different models to security as well. And and we're actually going to go into that in a future episode. But think of it as, are we going to protect the perimeter of all of this? And we are going to assume, you know, the bad folks are on the outside and, and on the inside is okay. Are we going to design this model so that no one is trusted in what we call a zero trust model? There's many different variations to all of this, but as Brian mentioned earlier, I think this one may be more so than the others it's super easy to get overwhelmed because of just the sheer amount of features, and names, and terminology to study in all of this. Um, but it, it's the idea of at the end of the day, what are the requirements for the business, right? What are the requirements for the application and designing to that? You need to make sure you start with clear definition of that and design up from there because it is very easy to over-design networking. Yeah, Brian, absolutely. let's talk about it. And that factors into cost, too, because the more complex it is, typically the more it costs.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you've got more moving pieces. You've got more things that are involved. Um, you know, I, I think the, the way to think about cost, cost and, and locality of networking sort of go hand in hand. Um, typically, the the closer you are to the network, the more bandwidth that you have, um, that can be sort of on the network or local on the network, the cheaper things are going to be. Where where networking becomes expensive and complicated is the broader the network becomes. So if you need to reach you know, a regional area, that's fine. You probably can serve that out of one, one region. Um, once you need to start being national, global, international, those types of things, now you're not only going to involve you know, multiple uh, multiple elements of networking, which probably is going to get more expensive. Um, the distance it has to travel is further, which typically is going to make it more expensive. Um, but you're going to have to, uh, you know, be thinking about kind of redundant paths and redundancy of things, and and those become you know additional expenses. So, um, you know, networking is is very much like politics. Everything is local. Um, you know, but as you're thinking about it, the way networking costs are allocated are probably the most complicated of the three we've talked about because um, you may, in any given networking scenario, involve a lot of different services. And unlike compute and storage, which are pretty homogenous in terms of, um, you know, how they're priced relatively, networking is different, right? So the way the cloud providers allocate things, um, some charge you for the number of addresses that you have, essentially the number of applications you have. And that might be a straightforward fee. Um, In other cases, they charge you based on the amount of traffic that you're passing through. So for example, if you have a load balancer, you probably are not only going to get charged for the number of uh, devices that are being load balanced, but also there'll be a charge for how much traffic went through those load balancers. right? So this is a matter of not only understanding where's my application, but how does my application work? How much traffic went through the application? Am I paying attention to that because my bills can get really expensive? Um, you know, Other things that monitor your traffic for networking or security reasons are gonna have a different fee. Again, they might be based on how much traffic went through Is it inbound traffic? Is it outbound traffic? So the thing with networking is really very much, uh, you know, how local is it? How much does it get wide? That's going to start to add to your cost. And then understanding, am I dealing with the services that are kind of a fixed fee? Or am I dealing with services that are, based on the capacity of traffic and the direction of the traffic. And that's an area that, um, you know, prices have really not come down in literally 10 years. And you really need to understand what that traffic looks like, because that can be, you know, a huge wake up call when you get your bill month to month as to how much, how much you spent. So networking, you know, I'm going to kind of wrap this one up a little bit uh, because as we talked about at the beginning, um, networking is fairly complicated. Um, It's oftentimes the thing that we like to blame if, if, Our applications are down, and maybe oftentimes rightfully so. It's important that you just understand kind of the basics, right? Like, how are things organized? Um, How much does networking affect that? Where are things located? How much does networking affect that? And then what do my traffic flows look like? Where's my data flow, my traffic flows look like? Because that's going to impact what what your costs look like. So we don't expect you to be a networking expert after listening to this, and many of you don't have any interest in networking. It's just something you have to deal with. Hopefully this gave you some basics of, you know, what goes on with networking in the cloud and so forth. And so we're going to wrap up episode three, and in episode four, we're going to talk about security and kind of dive into the different ways that you can take advantage of security in the cloud and how you provision security in the cloud.
0: Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your
1: favorite podcast player.